0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 377.
1: mushin, which is Japanese for no self, no mind. It really is the practice of no ego, and it takes a lifetime to achieve.
0: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride Here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since nineteen seventy-five. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's fiftieth anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers. Here in the United States, with a reputation for durability and design, they're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit, with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Bradley Farrell. Bradley, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: Indeed I am. I'm quite excited.
0: All right. Great. It's awesome to have you here. Bradley Farrell is the Chief Operating Officer and Technology Director for the Kino Brothers Fine Automobile Auctions, Rolling Sculpture, the New York City Auction. This inaugural event takes place on November 19th at Skylight Clarkson Square in New York City. His background is in digital marketing and technology, and he's created a proprietary multimedia experience unlike any other for the Kino Brothers auction. This event will offer bidders a live online bidding opportunity that is unique to auctions. Bradley has been a car collector for years and especially enjoys the hunt for barn finds. You may have enjoyed his Jaguar that was on display at the Quail last summer in Monterey during Car Week. So, Bradley, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, this upcoming auction, and, of course, your passion for automobiles?
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, I am a full-on car guy. Uh, I have been for quite some time. But uh, my background lies in uh, illustration. Uh, I was a tattoo artist, believe it or not, for 12 years. I owned my own shop, and uh, I always wanted to own a Ferrari one day. Uh, I decided that tattooing would not allow me to perhaps achieve that goal, so I sold my tattoo shop, and um, and I I actually bought my first Ferrari from that sale. (laughs) Uh, Moving forward into uh, the car world, Pretty heavily at that moment, um, I, I dove into film, uh, directing film, producing film, editing, shooting on my own, and eventually landed into uh, the Ferrari Challenge. Uh, so I, I, I shot a lot of stuff for, for Ferrari, and uh, specifically Ferrari of Long Island, Ferrari's essentially New Jersey back probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Through there, I, I went into uh, starting my own car club. And uh, at the time, it was really, really some great experiences with some great people. And after that, I, I moved into the technology sector and created some pretty unique technologies. And uh, eventually, moved into digital marketing, where I opened up my own digital marketing agency and uh, and worked with some really, really fantastic companies, just both Systems, Citrix, and some other large brands. And, and then, uh you know, it, it led me back to cars, of course. I mean, I've always been into cars and always during that time, had a bunch of cars. But uh, my passion lies in cars, and it, it I, I came across a, a really unique opportunity to to work with the Kino Brothers, And so we're here now, as a, I'm Chief Operating Officer of the company. And uh, I feel like I've assembled a great, great team. The brothers have allowed me to assemble a team that I wanted to, to take on um, what what we feel is the next generation of an option house.
0: You know, this is such an awesome story because uh, entrepreneur all the way, you definitely are. A car guy, of course, that's in your DNA. And the fact that now you're kind of come back full circle and you're working on this uh, new venture with the Kino Brothers, And of course, we all know the Kino Brothers from Antique Roadshow, a great show that's been on television for many, many years. I had the pleasure of meeting the brothers at a vintage race I was uh, driving in back years ago. I think it was about 10 years ago at Laguna Seca. And at the time, I had no idea they were so into cars themselves. Those guys are really car guys. So we're going to learn more about this new event. We're going to learn more about you as we progress along here. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's something that's been instrumental in forming your life and success. It's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, Bradley, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel.
1: (laughs) Well, believe it or not, my inspiration quote would would be like Muga Mushin, which is Japanese for no self, no mind. It really is the practice of no ego, and it takes a lifetime to achieve. Basically, it means, you know, just let go. Stop worrying about what could have, should have happened, and uh, just center yourself in in being it's as simple as it will, you know, just be, and the rest should follow.
0: You know, it's a great quote. I've heard that before, not from a guest, but from a friend of mine who's Japanese. I love the whole aspect of that. How have you incorporated the concept of that quote into what you're doing right now, for instance, with this new auction?
1: Oh, boy, well you could imagine the stress level of throwing an inaugural auction in just a matter of six months. Again, I don't really, you know, I do not come from the auction world while I do. I am a buyer from, from auctions and I, and I I look at the world much like a marketer would look at the world of, of things where I feel, you know, I could apply some, some new direction and some things. But other than that, I think it's, it's really about centering yourself, being as transparent as we can be and not worrying what everyone else is saying or doing, or, you know, if, if you have a vision, you just really got to visualize that, that vision and execute it and move on with the day. Uh, Don't let the little things bother you. And it's going to be a tough road. And I mean, there's, there's, there's no way around that. Uh, We're having an inaugural auction in New York city. Uh, Sixty thousand square feet of gallery space in Manhattan, downtown Manhattan, and you know we're we're presenting these cars in a way that that has yet to have ever been seen or interacted with. So we're quite excited, but it's it's a big undertaking, and I think that it's really about surrounding yourself around people with the right state of mind, such as yourself. So don't be bogged down with the minutia of others.
0: Yeah, oh, it's great. I absolutely love the whole concept of this, and. A great example of this for our listeners is we're doing this show on a Saturday morning. I got up this morning, had no idea I'd be talking to Bradley, never met him, and literally spoke to him 15 minutes ago, and here we are doing a show. So the flexibility required to put something like this as immense as an auction together in such a short time. (laughs) Here's a great example of that quote you just shared with us is duck and dodge, bob and weave, and just make it happen. So (laughs) that's absolutely fantastic. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? I'd love to hear about that pivotal moment as you remember it in your life when you really knew you were a car guy.
1: Yeah, I knew the exact moment. It hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I'm 41 years old, uh, so when Smoking the Bandit came out and I saw the, the Trans Am that Burt Reynolds was driving, that was it for me. I knew at that very moment that I was inspired by greatness, uh, and I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it at all. I was like, "Oh my god, a golden bird on a black car that's got T tops!" <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just incredible. And um, but from there, you know, eventually it just started to spawn into, of course, watching the Cannonball Run and seeing the the, the black Lamborghini Countach. Yeah. Um, that was like something out of this world. It looked like a spaceship landed, and and I didn't know what to, you know, really think of that other than I want one one day. Sure. Uh, and my what's funny is my mom had said to me maybe uh, a year ago she was she told my wife she said you know Bradley would always have uh, you know Matchbox cars and he would be playing with a Lamborghini Countach and he'd say Dad uh, you know Mom Dad one day I'm gonna own a Lamborghini <laughs>
2: and
1: uh, we just laughed and you know chalked it up but um, I still don't own a Lamborghini I don't know why actually I do know why but from Lamborghini I got inspired by an F40. Mm-hmm. And that was just the bottom line. You know, after after the Lamborghini phase, I uh, looked at, you know, the, the F40 came out and it, it changed everything I I could ever imagine about how beautiful, but yet very, very aggressive a car could look. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it was something, again, that I had never witnessed before. So it was really just that that evolution of design and engineering and speed. And sensual, everything you know about these cars just became really sensual to me. So, I think that uh, that would be a good, would be a good way to basically say, I knew that I was hooked at that moment. But going back to the part where I said I w- I'd never thought I would own a Ferrari, uh, there was definitely a period in my time where I took the the F40 picture off my wall, and uh, and just went on dreaming.
0: Well, Smokey and the Bandit, what a fun start. (laughs) That's a great story. I love it. What I'd love to do (laughs) now is crawl under the hood and talk a little bit about a challenge or even a great failure. Uh, We face these things along the way in our careers. Your careers have been very diverse. You've done so many different things. So I'm sure you've had many challenges you face. But if you could share one with our listeners. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you?
1: You know, it's interesting. I mean, you know, success and failure walk side by side down the street and there's plenty of uh, businesses that I've tried and failed. Um, but in order to, I believe in order to succeed, you, you must have uh, failed once in your life to know that whatever that moment was, that felt so right. And it turned out to be so wrong. Um, it's important to reflect on that and and no matter, you know, if anything in the future feels so right, it can easily go wrong. But I would say the biggest challenge I've ever had in my entire life was an illness. You know, I went through an illness uh, two years ago. I had the ulcerative colitis uh, over a decade and um, it would, it just came time where my, my colon was going to collapse and that was it. So I had to have emergency surgery, had to. A full colectomy. And, uh, it was at that at that moment, you know, you, you basically go on with your life, but you realize that your life will never, ever be the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's the first step of recovery is realizing that your life will never be the same. Yeah. And then the second step is learning how to manage it. Mm. And so, you know, once you learn how to manage it, you can go on with your life. And today I have an incredible life. Um, you know, a hundred percent. I would like to say with my family now I can go on vacations and, and not worry about where I'm at or if I'm up on a plane or yeah. anything like that. So my quality of life at this time, but it really comes down to those two things, you know, realizing that your life will never be the same and then learn how to manage it. And you can apply that to business. Sure. And so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. Well, Thanks for sharing a really personal story with us. It's fantastic because it helps folks listening out there that could be going through similar things. Uh, and, and I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, this can happen in business and too, not just a personal life, a physical ailment or an issue that you, you have to deal with or a huge challenge in your case that you have to deal with. We're also happy that you've uh, looked at it in the brightest light that you can and move forward and that your life is is so whole and fulfilling right now. Very inspirational. Bradley, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those career aha moments. I like to say it's when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new idea, this new direction you had. And tell us the steps that you took to turn your aha moment into your success.
1: Believe it or not, I owned a uh, a 1952 Ferrari 250 GTE. Nice. And uh, I absolutely love that car. My kids love that car. My wife loves that car. What a great, great car! I actually name I name all my cars, and and her name was Pantalones because I drove her every single day. I like I put my pants on every day. <laughs> I love that. Even though it's Spanish, it's not Italian, but it's okay. Hey. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's okay.
1: <laughs> but you know, it came to a time where I basically said it's time to sell the car. You know, I, I want to sell the car, mm-hmm. and I was tired of brokers and dealers and just everyone telling me that they can sell a car faster, better then myself getting more money and all that kind of stuff. and But I, yet I'd never tried to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. So I took on that challenge. And as a digital marketer and uh, a technology guy, I, I basically built this platform to sell my car. And with that, it was really about creating all of the necessary steps that would fill in the gaps on all of the things that, would prevent somebody from buying something online Mm -hmm. and and very easily. So it was really about transparency. I built something that basically would be able to guide you in an easy way where you did not have to go to five different places in order to get the resources that you needed in order to make a better buying decision. Mm, Um, Whether it was market trends or data analytics on that specific car, past comparables, and also a full, complete list of all of the work that I did to it. So if I said that you know I just spent fifty thousand dollars on it in the past year to get it up to speed, well here's you know the receipts and here's everything I did and went to the best Ferrari people around. that everybody knows it's registered with the Ferrari GTE registry. I mean you can call these people up and at you know and ask them mm-hmm. about the car if you like. All those things and it resulted in in a, in a really great outcome. I mean the car sold in six days. Oh, cool. Um, I rarely had anyone really call me up and try to chew me down because when you start to show data in an intelligent way, but in a way that you know allows the layman to understand it, right. the everyday person to understand it, it, it's kind of hard not to chew you down. Yeah.
2: You know? yeah.
1: uh, and the fact that you're showing and you're being as transparent as you are, even down to the, the fact that it was painted just recently, but I did not take it down to the bare metal hey, you know that you can negotiate to some degree with that, right? Right. Um, I didn't have to say that. I didn't have to take it down to bare metal. So it's all those little subtlety things that I think helped result in that car selling. And so quickly, at that moment, I knew there was a market for something like this. So my other friend said, I wanted you to sell my um, Lamborghini Countach. And and I did the same thing, and it sold in one day. Nice. So that really showed me that there was a market, and I was going to pursue this as an online thing only. Mm-hmm. But the brothers had contacted me and saw it, and the rest is history. Now we're doing a live event and online.
0: Very cool. What an awesome aha moment. Wow. The <laughs> lights did come on for you. That's fantastic. How about yeah. proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many with all your different career paths and journeys you've had, but is there one in particular that stands out for you?
1: You know, I've been building brands for other companies for a long time in, in marketing and you know there's always those proud moments that you have some great client that the world looks up to, like Cisco Systems and they and they or craft Foods or something like that to a degree. But you know the fact that they are big, powerful brands, there there definitely can be an ego trip there when you start working for them and developing software for them and creating marketing tactics for them. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing more inspiring that I'm proud of than, than creating this brand from scratch, which is the Tino Brothers Fine Automobile Auctions brand. It really is about surrounding yourself around you know the right people, smarter people than myself in the industry because I'm not really from the auction industry. But right. I know who I, I wanted to assemble as a team. So I think I'm I'm more proud of the team than, than actually myself for one 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 thing that I've achieved.
0: Fantastic. Well, I always say we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with, and it's so important to surround yourself with those people that uh, can enhance what you can do and teach you a little bit. My mom always told me when I started dating, date a woman that's smarter than you because she'll always keep you on your toes.
2: Absolutely. a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I ended up marrying one of those, so uh she does keep me on my toes, that's for sure. I, I can't get away with anything. <laughs> Sometimes likewise. I likewise. Yeah, yeah. That's a it's a good way to go through life though. Hey, let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about a couple very cool cars that you've owned. But what was your first really special car? It may not have been your first car, but that first car that you acquired that you went, Man, this is so cool and maybe you could share a memory you have with that vehicle.
1: Well, it would have to be the the Ferrari 360 Modena that I bought uh, when I sold it in my tattoo shop, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I thought you know, prior to that, I would never own a Ferrari. I would never own a car that uh, inspired what that inspired in me. So, you know, that was a really important moment in my life for me, but I did the exact opposite of what people would expect to do with a car like that, and as soon as I got it, my wife was like, oh, it's so pretty, it's got these beautiful seats, and carpets, and there's so much room, and it's just, it's so pretty. And then I ripped out the seats, put a full roll cage in it, <laughs> stripped out the carpet, <laughs> put in a steering wheel, a quick-release steering wheel, and I turned it into a track car, basically. There you go. Um, and it, so it was a six-speed, basically it was a challenge car, but as a manual, Yeah. which, you know, I absolutely love the manuals.
0: Yeah, awesome! Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's great. How about sellers' <laughs> remorse? You know, you've let go a bunch of cars. Is there one in particular you'd really like to have back? And I always like to preface this was not so much because the value's gone up, because as we know right now, the value of cars has just gone insanely high for so many people; they've become out of reach. But it's more so a car you let go that you had a lot of passion for that you just wish you had back in that garage.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, that's an interesting question because I've, I've always heard people say, you know, Oh man, I wish I had that car back or I wish I didn't sell it. And I did say that when I sold my 250 GTE not too long ago, Mm -hmm. but amazingly enough, that car has found its way into our auction.
0: Oh, no way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So when it, when it arrived on the trailer, I was really excited because, uh, you know, Lee and Leslie both told me that they were they got a two fifty GTE and I looked at it and I said, That's my old car, that's pantalone. <laughs> so I was really excited. <laughs> and uh when it came off the trailer I, I was you know, I called my wife and I started taking pictures and then I got in it and I drove it and I was like, you know, it's okay though. I, I don't really miss it. I don't really miss it. Mm-hmm. And uh maybe it's because I'm just so heavily invested in french pre-war cars now yeah that that's what really speaks to me uh-huh. but i don't really have a car that i wish i i had back
0: well you're fortunate in a sense now are you talking about is that the red one that's on the kino brothers website
1: that's correct yeah it's burgundy
0: yeah burgundy red yeah okay very beautiful car i've, I've had some fun looking through all the press releases you guys have been sending out and the pictures and the website and the videos are absolutely fantastic i mean, really encourage our listeners to go on site and check all this out. So my question for you is: When they auction that off, will they introduce this introduce it as Pantalones? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I highly
1: doubt it. Maybe though. I kind of i um I did the interview for that car. You know, there's some videos on yeah. there that uh-huh. have interviews. There's the rest of it's a small vignette. Yeah. Uh, I did an interview in that car, which is pretty cool. I don't remember if I said if I named it. You know, if I if I called it Pantalones in an interview or it was cut. But uh,
0: I doubt it. <laughs> well, darn it. I think it adds some interesting flavor, if you will, but uh, we'll let it the experts handle the auction. Now, how about I always ask my guests at this point in our talk about current projects, but I would love for you to talk a little bit more with our listeners about this proprietary software, the way that you're going to be marketing the Kino Brothers auction coming up here on the 19th. Can you share with us what exactly is going to be happening that makes this auction so unique and different?
1: Sure. So, the proprietary software really is about an online, the online experience itself. And while you know, we're trying to get that up as quickly and as efficiently as possible, there are just simply going to be things that we're not going to be able to launch online that we would like to because we're trying to get all the logistics in place for the live event. Mm-hmm. However, the software that we have created is definitely unique and it will act as an aggregator of some really, really interesting information that's out there and then put it into one place. That being said, as far as the live experience, I think that it's introducing new ways and new tactics, technology specifically. And I don't want to dive into the weeds with you know, the, the listeners that aren't super technical savvy, but we are using uh, NFC technology, which is Near Field Communications technology see it as the best way i could describe it is for payments it would be apple pay right so you would touch something and then you'd be able to pay Mm -hmm. but what's not being utilized in apple yet which has been utilized in a lot of others like the nexus s the google phone and uh, android and also the tablets is an experience and so if you were to walk up to a car Let's say, for instance, you walk up to the Daytona competition car, mm-hmm. and you touch the wall. You'd see on the wall, it would say, touch tablet here. So we'll be giving out tablets to all of the registered bidders. We will have a, a regular catalog as well, but we do want to speak to the next generation of buyers as well. We don't want to just provide this the same old traditional thing. Sure. But it's also important to not go too far either and lose the older generation in in the way of communicating and and bidding and uh, experiencing an auction. Right, right. Right. So there's a fine line to draw there. But if you were to walk up to the Daytona comp and it says on the wall, touch tablet here, and then you touch the tablet, it will immediately serve up the video for that car. Now, you can watch it or you can walk up to the next car and touch the tablet to the wall and so on and so forth so on cool. and so forth. So that way you can get this fully multi-sensory experience that just adds a little extra flavor. Again, there are so many things that we can do, but for this first option, I just want to keep it as as simple as possible. The other thing is video. We all know how important video plays its role in the future and Petrolicious and and a number of other uh, media channels online have proven that you know, there's an, a massive amount of traffic that can be driven right that being said how do you utilize that in an rn has done a great job with a lot of their a lot of their cars like the c type video that was that was really well done yeah however we're looking at this as a longevity piece and every one of our consigners will have a video so we have 40 cars there are 40 videos. <laughs> uh, they should all be treated the same, and everyone should be able to enjoy that experience online, in a live environment, and also for the confiners to have something to look back on, even if it's a $70,000 uh, fiat. You know, they should uh, have something to look back on for their, for their legacy to pass on to their grandchildren.
0: Well, the whole thing is absolutely fascinating and spectacular, and I encourage our listeners to go to the Kino Brothers dot com website and check out not only the website which is beautiful of course but these videos which are so fun to watch exactly very cool well thank you for sharing all that it's really really intriguing we can't wait to see where you take it in the future with future auctions with the kino brothers i think it's going to be absolutely spectacular it's a whole new door opening for us auto enthusiasts and the auction experience and even those of us who probably can't bid 1.6 1.8 million on a my we can experience mm-hmm. the car through the video, which is absolutely spectacular. All right. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Bradley. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I know that question. And I, I, I knew it actually as soon as you just said it. I own the car. Awesome. And it's a, a 1930 Bugatti Type 44 Fiat. Ooh. It's a coach built by Jean Bugatti. There's said to be only four that have survived. Mm -hmm. And this car specifically is um, a preservation car, so it's never been restored. Mm -hmm. Why is because FIOX, uh, you know, that style of body pays homage to the horse and carriage, Mm -hmm. but it also pays homage to the future.
2: Mm.
1: I don't even actually know if that would be correct. How do you pay homage to the future? You're paying homage (laughs) to the past, (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i get it while, no but i get it yeah, yeah
1: while you know keeping an eye on the future right
0: Awesome. yeah
1: and, you know i think that it's it's important to kind of be connected to a time long gone however the aesthetics of bridging that transition to the modern world is is inspiring so i think that would be the car
0: awesome great answer i love that that's why i like that question so much it's uh It really brings out some really unique answers, and I think yours is one of the more unique ones I've heard. So, beautiful car. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. So, Bradley, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of MetroVac's quality products Deliberately made better in the USA. MetroVac is the right choice. Learn more today at MetroVac.com. Use discount code CARSYEAH20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at carsya.com/sponsors slash sponsors. All right, Bradley, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? What is the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: I would say um, start simple first. And uh, if you can't solve it too quickly, then introduce complexity.
0: (laughs) Yes, very important. I wish somebody had taught me that years ago when I started working on cars. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years?
1: I think it's my drive. Mm. Um, Hey, and pun intended, right? Yes, I love um, it. Perfect. It's it's definitely my job. You know, you just gotta see it through. Execute the best you can. It's not gonna be perfect the first time around. Definitely not gonna be perfect ever. But you know, just just do the best you can.
0: Yeah, great idea. Do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy? I'm gonna say prewar.com, dot com. Great resource. And I remind our listeners too, another great resource? Kinobrothers.com. The auction. <laughs> We'll put that up on your show notes page, of course. How about a book? Is there one book in particular that you've read you think the Karsyao listeners would really enjoy reading?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I have a book that I live my life by in a lot of ways. It's called The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi, Hmm. uh, who was a samurai who lived back in 1645, battled over 60 people. Uh, he never he did not die under the sword, which is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he instead died of cancer. But it's a book that's based around strategy, tactics, and philosophy. It's a book quite used in in business today.
0: That's a new oh, one. Cool. Yeah, it's a new one for our listeners. I'll remind our listeners that there's a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where Bradley's book and all the past guest books are listed with quick links so you can get your hands on them. And you can find all the resources Bradley has shared with us today at carsyow.com slash Bradley Farrell. And his last name is F-A-R-R-E-L-L. All right, Bradley, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but this isn't something you can sell and buy a bunch of other toys with. You're going to have to keep it and play with it. But money's no object. Today, I'm going to raise my paddle high and buy you whatever you would like. What would that one vehicle be, and why?
1: It would be the Bugatti Type 51, uh, and specifically the one that Lord Howe raced, period, and won so many great races. And it still is probably the best Type 51 in the world surviving today. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, why I would? Mm-hmm. Because I know the person that owns it. He's a friend of mine, and hopefully one day I'll be able to tell
0: <laughs> There you go. <laughs> absolutely fantastic oh <laughs> such a beautiful car yeah uh oh, what a great yeah. choice i i know you love the older vehicles and uh that's a perfect choice for you i think has he taken you for a ride in that have you been able to drive it
1: no uh you know he bought it about 25 years ago he drove it once it said it's here to live in daylight out of him and, <laughs> and he put it away he's definitely an older gentleman yeah and no but as, as it's you know it's never been converted into a, like a, a friendly street car. Mm. So it's full competition car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, great choice. Bradley, you have taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Show yeah listeners and with me. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Bugatti Type 51?
1: <laughs> I would say drive to work every day in a car that inspires you. Hmm. And be
0: sure to always take the long way home. Awesome. Great advice. I love that. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about the Kino Brothers, this auction coming up on November 19th?
1: Well, you can go to www.kinobrothers.com and see all the cars that we have available and watch the videos and dive deeper into the history of these cars. Uh, but, of course, you know, there's, always, there's always Google and you can Google Kino Brothers final bill auctions and you'll see all the press and stuff that's been coming up. So it's quite exciting.
0: Awesome. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to all of these great resources that Bradley's been so kind to share with us today at CarsYeah.com. Just put Bradley in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. Hey, Bradley, thanks again for being my guest today and for being so generous with your time and expertise and, and for sharing your experience with our listeners. Best of luck with this upcoming auction at the Kino Brothers auction live in new york city gosh i wish i could be there but i'll be there in spirit and be there online to watch everything happen until we talk again i'll see you down the road thank you very much mark you're welcome thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to cars yeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up